My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. We have a super exciting guest coming on, Kimberly Crow. She's the founder of Entrepreneurs Rocket Fuel and co-founder of Speakers Playhouse. She's also a best-selling author, speaker, audio producer, business coach, and joint venture master connector. She is also the host of the Entrepreneur Experts Caf um, podcast. She's someone who travels full-time, which is super exciting. And you know what? She'll dive right into that. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. How are you? Great. Super glad to be here. What a fun show. I'm super glad that, to be able to be invited in front of your audience uh, and share this time with you today. Oh my gosh. I'm so pumped. It's a pleasure. Uh, it, it's so nice to have people on here who kind of like to do the same things I do, which is travel. And I mean, you've been to quite the number of places, um, but we'll dive into that throughout your story, but if you don't mind going ahead and telling us a bit about your background, how did you get to where you are today? Um, and we'll, we'll take it from there. Awesome. Well, I did what probably most of your audience did, did uh, when I got out of school. I did what they told me to do. I went and got a good job with health insurance at a corporation. And then from there, I um, I started working in uh, this company and, start, and kept working there for about 17 years, working my way up the corporate ladder. And at the end, I got to the top of the ladder. I was an executive director at a Fortune 1000 company, and I sort of peeked behind the curtain and I thought, oh my gosh, this is not even a ladder I want to be on, right? I don't even want to be, I don't want to grow up to be these people, um, the people that were sort of above me in the in the pecking order uh, were angry and miserable and bitter and, and unhealthy. And I was like, I don't want any part of this anymore. <laughs> like, how do I get off? Where's the off button, right? Um, and I proceeded to leave and uh, tried to leave. It took me about two years before I uh, was able to get out of what we call golden handcuffs because golden handcuffs are where you're making so much money. It doesn't actually make sense to quit, but you don't love what you're doing anymore. And so I left successfully on very good terms with the company at the end um, and then uh, started my own business. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be a full-time entrepreneur. Now I'd had some entrepreneur businesses on the side, uh, but this time I decided I wanted to grow a business to a million dollars. And I went to my friends and family and said, what should I do in order to grow a business to a million dollars? And they said, well, you're so good at what you did at corporate. Why don't you do that? Just hang your own shingle and create a business. And I thought, oh, that's great. I already have the way, I know how to do it. I've trained other people on how to do it. I can hire people. Um, I, I have can find clients. This will be super easy, right? And I proceeded to build a business around what I was good at. And about 18 months later, it crossed the million dollar mark. And I was miserable. I had built my own golden jail cell. I had created a business around what I was good at and what I absolutely did not want to do anymore. But now I was responsible for contracts and customers and employees. People were counting on me for their paychecks. And it wasn't just easy to quit because it was my own company. 
So um, I actually, uh, at that time, I went to like, I sort of dropped out for a week and I tried to figure myself out. I went to a literal mountaintop to try to find the answer. And of course it wasn't up there. And I came back down and I met my uh, son at the front door and he said, mom, I have a problem. I am the wrong age. And I said, how is that? son. And he said, well, I'm 15 and a half. I'm too young to get a summer job. I'm too old to go to summer camp. So I, I don't know what, like what to do this summer. And I said, aha, well, you're never too young or too old to be an entrepreneur. So why don't we start a business around something you love doing? And we did, we started a little business around some of his skills and abilities and things he really loved, which was uh, talking to people. He was really good at drama. He was really good at storytelling. And he, we started a, an audiobook narrator business where we narrated audiobooks. And we had so much fun that the fun sort of bubbled over. The fun made it really, really possible for us to continue doing it. And we got so much business, we couldn't even handle it all. So we started training other people how to be an audiobook narrator. And we went to an adult class and uh, adult school and taught how to do that to other people so they could take the books off our hands. And they loved it. We had tons of people that came to the class. Everybody loved it. And I realized this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to teach. Like I want to, I want to be able to share knowledge with other folks and getting on stage and, and teaching other people how to do cool stuff. That's awesome. That's fun. And I decided that I would never do another business that I was good at just because I was good at it. I would only do it if it was fun. And so my motto became, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. And from that point forward, it launched my, all kinds of other businesses where I now help other people get on stage and share their message with the world, grow their businesses through speaking and have fun doing it. Oh my gosh, I can't, like, you are such a successful entrepreneur. And I mean, your, your, your previous job that you left as an executive director, I mean, and started a business and within 18 months hitting that $1 million mark. And then- that was doing something you were really good at, but you weren't happy. Like you mentioned the golden handcuffs from there, your son was like, obviously he's got the same genes as you. And he's like, he's a go-getter. Right. So then you decide to start an audio book, a business uh, for narratives and it blows up and it's something you actually enjoy. Like how, how did that feel like getting that passion back and being like, Hey, I can do something I love and I'm passionate about, but also make a lot of money from it. <laughs> How good yeah. was that feeling? Tell us it's about that. So good. And I will tell you that 15 years at that 17 year business, when I was at corporate, 15 of them were good. Like I enjoyed going to work every day. That is how we are supposed to feel every day. That's how we're supposed to feel. Now, everybody has a bad day at work. Everybody has a bad week at work sometimes. But if you're having a bad month at work or a bad year at work, maybe think about doing something else because we're here to have fun. That's We're here to do what we love doing. And if we don't love doing it, we should be doing the thing we do love doing and so that so that other people can do this job that they're going to love, right? So just get out of their way and do the job that you love instead, because that's what you were meant to do. Love it. Well, thanks, Kimberly, so much for telling us that story. It's such an inspiration. And um, tell us a bit now where you're at today exactly in the business. How do you, I mean... For your, your services, how do you deliver them? Talk, oh, let's talk question. a little bit about that. 
Sure. So um, I actually help speakers get connected with stages and entrepreneurs get connected with stages so that they can find ways to be able to spread the word about who they are and what they do. Because let's face it, if you're not being seen as an entrepreneur, you're being overlooked. If you're not being heard, your message isn't getting out there. And if you're not consistently getting it out on stages, it's not going to have the contribution to this world that you want it to have before you leave the planet, right? So we got to get you out there and get you on some stages. So at Speakers Playhouse, it's a weekly show. It's totally free to attend. About 40 stage hosts come up and announce what kinds of guests they're looking for, and they give their contact information. And then the speakers get a chance to come onto the mic and say the talk title that they'd like to give and what kinds of uh, audiences they're looking for. It happens every single week. It's fun. It's gamified. It's There's a lot of goofballery, and it happens every week, and it's a great place to connect and find stages. So that's a great place for your audience to start if they wanted to check that out. Um, and there are many, many, many different kinds of stages out there. Uh, when when people worried about COVID and is, you know, are the stages going away? There are so many virtual stages out there and the in-person stages are coming back. There's plenty of opportunity to, to tell the world about who you are and what you're up to. I love it. I love it. I, this is great. I've always wanted to talk on a stage as well. So like, we'll talk about that later, but love it. It's great what you're doing. Now, tell us a bit about, um, maybe a little bit about how the podcast that you have right now, um, where what your intentions were with it. And where you're at with that as well. Awesome. Well, I have a show called Entrepreneur Experts Cafe, and it's basically a, a six to eight minute interview of you as a podcaster or as an entrepreneur and to share like who you are, what your why story is, right? Like how you became an expert in this particular area and then how people work with you and what you offer. And then if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? And over six to eight minutes, we cover that. And we are up at to like, I think 150 episodes now uh, with people wow. sharing their message. And it's, it's a great little uh, opportunity to be able to share who you are and what you're up to. Love it. And so how does it tie into the business? Do you often get people, you know, that reach out to you? Tell me a bit about that. Let's dive in there. Yeah. Yeah. So this, the podcast is actually a supplement to my business. So if you are a speaker and you want to get on stages, one of the stages I can put you on right away is the Entrepreneur Experts Cafe, a podcast, which already has a following. Uh, so it is, it's not necessarily a lead magnet, but it's actually a delivery mechanism to help my, uh, my speakers get seen and heard. There are, um, there are other podcasts that are out there that are actually a lead magnet, right? Where you, where you start talking about who you are and what you're up to in the world. And then people can grab your freebie or subscribe or learn more about you or join your program from that. Uh, mine is sort of the opposite of that. It's actually a delivery mechanism for my speakers. Love it. So tell us a bit about, have you, because our listeners also are entrepreneurs and a lot, a lot of them have podcasts. So tell me a bit about if you had some challenges with the podcast, what were they? Any pain points that might be relatable to those listening? Yeah, I think that um, a lot of people that start a podcast start by themselves. They don't do what you did, Brett, and interview other people. Uh, they start by, okay, I have some information and I need to get it out there. And they share yeah. 
their uh, their knowledge, but then they sort of run out. And there's this thing called pod fade. Pod fade is when you run out of ideas of things to talk about. And about the eighth episode on average, people give up. They stop doing it. And they stop doing it because they're not motivated anymore. It's sort of wasting their time. They've given out all the information they can give, but they don't have anything more to say. And they don't really know what to do with it next. So by doing what you're doing you're in your brilliant self is actually bringing on guests to speak about what they do that right. can actually open up the possibility of having a, a dynamic conversation with another human being first of all and secondly uh giving other people a stage and i if you ever come to speakers playhouse you'll hear me say when you give an entrepreneur a stage for them to share their message with the world you go straight to heaven it's true i looked it up <laughs> A hundred percent. And you mentioned pod, uh, pod fade. Well, that's so true. That's why I think it's so great to have interviews. You know, you can do solos and, and interviews, but interviews are really great just because the conversation flows and it's a lot of fun. So you don't, you, you stay excited, right? So, um, yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Cause it's very, very much true. Now tell us a little bit about, you know, um, Actually, I'm going to switch my question. I was going to ask you something, but do you mind talking a bit about the four stages um, or, and maybe the fifth stage that we were talking about sh shortly before the interview there, but the four stages every entrepreneur should get on and how to maximize each one? Absolutely. So there are podcasts and radio shows, TV shows, web summits, webinars, live in-person stages, clubhouse stages. There's all kinds of medium to be able to share your message. And whatever you're most comfortable with, that's the one you should jump onto, the first and foremost, and then try out the other ones. They are fantastic. But there are actually four categories of stages that you want to take advantage of when you're an entrepreneur or a speaker. The first one is very common. It's called speak to sell. And speak to sell is a stage where you get on with the intention of bringing somebody to a product, program, or service that you have to offer at the end of your talk. Uh, it's very common. In fact, pretty much every stage that you can get on as an entrepreneur can be a speak to sell stage. Even if you're not selling your product directly from it, maybe you're giving away your uh, contact information or your website. Uh, maybe you're sharing information about how they can get a hold of you or offering a 15-minute inter introductory call. Uh, maybe you're offering a free gift or something like that, that people can grab to get on your list. There are a lot of different speak to sell stages that don't actually sell during the event, but then eventually you're leading them to a program product or service that you're going to sell them. And that's how you're going to monetize. So that's stage number one is speak to sell. The way to maximize that one is to make sure that before you get on the stage, you know how you want your audience to feel and what you want your audience to do at the end of your talk. Don't have a whole bunch of different ways for them to get a hold of you, but just offer, if you if you might offer maybe your website and then your freebie, but you don't want to say, oh, and also I have a program and also I have a consultation and also I have a higher end. And don't confuse them because a confused mind never makes a decision. So before you get on the stage, you need to be clear on what you want them to do and how you want them to feel at the end of every talk. Stage number two is a speak to uh, is a paid speaking gig. Now, this is the opportunity that a lot of speakers really want to grab. We call it the brass ring, right? That they want to get paid for actually just imparting knowledge to the world. Now, paid speaking gigs are 
phenomenal ways to earn money. We can actually earn a lot more money from Speak to Sell, but paid speaking gigs are a great little side gig uh, to be able to get paid for speaking. As I said, my son and I created an audiobook narration business. Technically, that is a paid speaking gig. We're getting paid to speak. Um, you could teach a class, and if you charge for that class, you could be paid to speak. If you teach, if, if you're a teacher, if you're a fourth grade teacher, technically you're being paid to speak. I was an actor. I got paid to speak. I was, um, I actually did equestrian polo announcing. I was an announcer, a sports announcer. Uh, I got paid to do that. There are a lot of different ways you can get paid to speak. But generally speaking, the way to maximize it is to check two things. First off, are they going to pay you before you get on the stage? If they don't pay you before you get on stage and you impart your knowledge to the audience, then you've just created a whole new business for yourself, which is called collections. You've got to go get that money now, right? Um, and there's no way to hold anything over their head because you've already delivered the talk. So make sure you get paid before you speak. The second thing you need to do is calculate your hours per actual work. I'm sorry, your dollars per actual work. So when my son and I were doing audiobooks, we were getting paid $200 to $400 per finished hour, which sounds like a lot of money. But if it takes you 10 or 20 hours to complete one hour of an audiobook, well, then your profits dwindle substantially, right? So you really got to calculate like how much per actual hour spent are you making? And you have to audition for 10 books in order to get one book that you actually get paid for. So all that auditioning experience or all that uh, auditioning time should be calculated in as well, right? So calculate the actual hours worked for the dollars that you earn. Stage number three is neither a paid speaking gig nor a speak to sell opportunity. In fact, most people don't actually get money for it at all in any way. The third type of stage is called an authority stage. If you are on a TEDx stage or if you're on Oprah or if you're on CNN or you're interviewed on Entrepreneur Magazine, those are stages that give you the authority and credibility in your field, but you may not get paid for them and you may not be able to do speak to sell as well. So stage number three is an authority stage. But Kimberly, if we don't, like if we can't sell and we can't get charge and we can't charge for it, how do we, how do we maximize it? And the answer to that is you get it out everywhere. You put it on your social media, you put it on your website, you put it on your, uh, the bottom of your email, you make sure everybody knows about it and indeed do a press release if you can. Press releases are fantastic for authority to let people know what you're up to in the world. And the last stage is, believe it or not, a rehearsal stage. Toastmasters is a great rehearsal stage. Podcasts can be a great rehearsal stage. Going Facebook Live could be a great rehearsal stage. Pretty much any stage could be a rehearsal stage, although I wouldn't recommend you use your TEDx for a rehearsal stage. You better practice before you get on that one. So those are the four types of stages. Oh, I think you're on mute. Kimberly, that was incredible. I'm so happy that you were able to break those stages down for us. I think, you know, there's so much more to think about before, um, you know, getting up on that stage and the way that you broke it down makes it so much simplified, uh, so much more simplified that makes it less scary, right? Um, so I'm really glad that you were able to take the time to really break that down for our listeners and anyone interested in, you know, taking up a, a speaking gig and really getting out there getting noticed. I, I love it. So Kim, what would you say is your biggest focus and desire for 2023? 
whether that's with the podcast, whether that's within the business. Yep. So I um, very much like you, Britt, I travel full time. The more I travel, the more money I make, the more opportunities I have, the more lives I can impact. So I, for me, what I would like to do is maximize the opportunity to meet in person as many people as possible that are entrepreneurs and speakers that would like to get on stages. Having the ability to do virtual events, just like this one, this podcast is a virtual event, but there are so many opportunities for live in-person stages. That's really what I'm concentrating on next year. And to speak internationally as an inspirational speaker is a very powerful thing that people can do in this world. So that's something that I'm pursuing uh, myself and I would encourage others to do as well. Love it. And you know, the, the, the best thing, especially about being a traveler and having a podcast is even if you don't travel, you're opening up networks all over the world, connections from globally. But the fact that you're traveling and you do podcasting and speaking and stuff like the people you can meet is just endless. And also just, I've noticed with podcasting, the people that I meet from all over the world or that are also travelers who, you know, want to get seen, want to get heard, want to get it out there and promote their business. Um, they're traveling too. And they've been so many places and like the people that I've met when I've traveled that have podcasts as well. It's just, it's crazy. I never knew anything about podcasting before I started traveling before I like would meet people and be like, Hey, what do you do? Oh, I'm podcasting or I'm a speaker or, you know, it's crazy. So I love that. We're kind of we're kind of on the same level there. We, we kind of want the same things to travel and, you know, help other businesses and entrepreneurs. I agree totally. I know a lot of people say, well, I can't afford to travel. Consider that traveling can be a business expense if you go places to speak. And the more I travel, the more money I make. If you use that as a mantra and you start living into that, uh, then you can create new possibilities for yourself along the way, along your travels. Absolutely. Yeah. And like invest in yourself. It's important. Even if you're like, oh, I shouldn't travel. Cause like, I don't, you know, if you're looking at it from the other, the wrong perspective where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm traveling to party or this or that, but like, you know what, if you're traveling and you can write it off and use it as a business expense, like to grow your business, it's so worth it. Just look at it kind of that way. Look at it as, oh, I'm going to meet someone. I'm going for dinner and, um, Thailand with this person I'm going to meet that I met through podcasting and we're going to sit down and eat and I'm going to write it off <laughs> for the business, you know, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, and I don't think anyone would ever regret it. So. Well, I agree with you. I think Brett, you've got, you've got your head on your shoulders and, and are doing it and living the, living the dream yourself. <laughs> Thanks Kimberly. Well, Kimberly, this has been absolutely amazing. Now, if anyone is looking to connect with you and the services you have to offer, what would be the best way to go ahead and reach out to you? Well, definitely check us out at Speakers Playhouse. That's speakersplayhouse.com. Uh, again, that is a free event every Thursday from 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific. And you're able to, and it is live every single week. Uh, so you're going to get a chance to see what we're up to in the world and connect yourself with some stages and speaking opportunities along the way. Love it. Kimberly, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and coming on and sharing your amazing journey and, and talk about your business and your opportunities with myself and our listeners. Britt, thanks so much for having me. And I appreciate the time that you spend and the, the audience for listening.
Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on, just like Kimberly Crow did today to talk about the business, uh, the podcast, and your journey, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you as well. Thanks, Kimberly. Bye, guys. Catch you on the next episode. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.